Welcome to the Nourished Brain Podcast, where we focus on mindfulness-based whole foods nutrition and the art of empowered eating to optimize health, mood, energy, and nutritional well-being. I'm Sarah Fahara, an integrative and functionally-minded registered dietitian and owner of Mindfully Nourished Solutions. Let's get you nourished. Hello there. This is Sarah, recording this on a chilly but beautiful fall morning in upstate New York. I have my cup of of hot green tea here in front of me, Um, and I hope you all are well. One of the reasons that I began this podcast was to create space to delve into the connection between nutrition and cognitive function. Uh, more broadly, mind and mood. So today we'll be diving in to neurotrophic factors, specifically BDNF, and talking a little bit about, first of all, what that word means, neurotrophic factor, and thinking about what we can do with our food and lifestyle decisions to promote more of these neurotrophic factors to really live the best lives that we can. As a bit of background, the neurotrophic factor hypothesis um, was proposed some time ago, um, and really it hypothesized that cells on or near the target of a neuron in our brains secreted small amounts of some kind of essential nutrient or trophic factor, and that the uptake of that factor by nerve terminals was needed for the survival of the neuron. It really wasn't until about 1970 that the nerve growth factor, abbreviated as NGF, was discovered and really prompted a search for additional neurotrophic factors. When you think about that word, neurotrophic, um, here's a definition from nature. Neurotrophic factors are molecules that enhance the growth and survival potential of neurons. They play important roles in both development, where they can act as guidance cues for developing neurons, and in the mature nervous system, where they are involved in neuronal survival, synaptic plasticity, and the formation of long-lasting memories. There are over a dozen secreted factors that promote neuronal survival, uh, but the best studied fall into what's called the neurotrophin family. Brain-derived neurotrophic factor, or BDNF, is one of the neurotrophic factors that falls in this neurotrophin family. BDNF has been called casually miracle grow for the brain. I've heard and read that a number of times. For purposes of our conversation today, we'll be dividing BDNF into three main categories. The first is learning and memory. The second, mood. 
And the third is food regulation. So a synopsis of each with learning and memory, uh, BDNF plays an important role in the survival, maintenance, and growth of many types of neurons and is expressed or active abundantly in the hippocampus, hypothalamus, and cerebral cortex, while also playing a role in long-term memory and formation of those long-term memories. There is solid evidence that hippocampal BDNF expression in response to spatial memory training is associated with improved memory performance. The second is mood. Brain-derived neurotrophic factor plays an essential role in neuronal plasticity, with the down-regulation of BDNF expression and function having been reproduced in a variety of animal models of depression. BDNF malfunction has been implicated in the pathology of neurological and psychiatric disorders, while nutritional status has been shown to affect critical pathways involved in depression through both BDNF function and also the monoamine system. The third category is food regulation. In mouse models without BDNF, uh, where the mice have had BDNF effectively knocked out, neurons that regulate food intake in a part of the hypothalamus are reduced, while increased receptor action of BDNF has been seen to reverse increased food intake and to improve glucose tolerance. Taken together, these findings have led researchers to think that BDNF may have a protective role against the progression of obesity through improved uh, ability to self-regulate food intake. So if this is sounding like something that's pretty darn appealing to you, uh, learning and memory, mood, um, and improved food regulation abilities, um, there's a number of strategies that you can adopt starting today <laughs> um, to try to encourage the growth of BDNF. Related more to lifestyle, the first really important strategy for boosting BDNF levels is exercise and movement. If you are someone who is exercising consistently, you've likely already noticed how movement boosts your brain power, perhaps clearer thinking, a clearer mind, uh, more productivity. Those are just some of the benefits that you yourself might have experienced from movement. BDNF levels have even been shown to increase after resistance exercise, like weightlifting, in addition to during more cardiovascular activities. Other than the role of exercise and movement, I'd like to frame the rest of this conversation around three categories. The first being functional foods, the second being specific nutrients that relate to BDNF production, and the third being a couple of other big picture considerations. So functional foods, let's talk about a few. 
So when I say functional foods um, in this context, what I mean is I mean any food that you might eat for perhaps a therapeutic reason where you know that there's benefits um, to achieve a given goal, in this case, to boost BDNF production. So turmeric is the first that comes to mind. Turmeric is that colorful yellow root that has been tied to all kinds of health benefits, including improved mood and decreased risk for Alzheimer's disease. Turmeric is often talked about in context of an anti-inflammatory diet. Curcumin is the often discussed and researched bioactive compound that comes from turmeric root. Curcumin has been shown to increase levels of BDNF in both the hippocampus and prefrontal cortex. When you think about how to use turmeric, in your everyday life, you might be thinking about sprinkling it into eggs or smoothies. You may be thinking about uh, curries or perhaps even a turmeric tea. It is better absorbed with both fat and black pepper. Um, and so if you're looking for a turmeric supplement, you'd want to just make sure that it's optimized for absorption. Uh, but otherwise, it doesn't hurt to build it in uh, throughout your day during your meals, um, snacks, and with your beverage choices. The second functional food that comes to mind is cacao. Cacao sounds a whole lot like cocoa for a reason. Both cacao and cocoa are sourced from the bean of Theobroma cacao. Cacao is very similar in appearance to cocoa when processed into a powder, like cocoa powder, cacao powder. But cacao is naturally a bit higher in antioxidants, flavonoids, because it's not heated to the same high temperatures as cocoa would typically be. So in one trial investigating changes in serum brain-derived neurotrophic factor uh, following flavonoid intake from cocoa, Older adults, ages 62 to 75, were given both a high flavanol cocoa drink and a low flavanol cocoa drink for 12 weeks. Over the study period, um, intake of cocoa flavanols was paralleled by concurrent changes in serum BDNF levels which suggested a role for BDNF in flavonoid-induced cognitive improvements. So cacao, being an excellent source of flavanols, um, can be used in any capacity that cocoa powder would be used in. Um, but to maintain the flavanol content, uh, you may avoid heating it at very, very high heats for long periods of time. Thinking about flavonoids in general, um, other flavonoid-rich foods are worth mentioning. When you think about studies that have looked broadly at intake of fruits, vegetables, chocolate, wine, tea, all flavonoid-rich foods, um, it does seem that in general, 
uh, flavonoids can improve memory and cognition in both animals and humans. Changes in spatial memory specifically have been seen with doses of flavonoids that are very similar to normal dietary intake. Um, and increases in hippocampal BDNF protein levels have been accompanied by flavonoid-rich diets. Uh, something else that is worth mentioning is the impact of blueberry. Uh, blueberries contain anthocyanins, which are quite powerful, it seems, in enhancing BDNF production. Um, in one study in 18-month-year-old rats, uh, supplementation with pure anthocyanins or pure flavanols for six weeks at levels similar to that found with blueberry consumption resulted in an enhancement of spatial memory. Pure flavonoids and pure anthocyanins have also been observed to induce significant improvements in spatial working memory to a similar extent um, to that following blueberry supplementation. These behavioral changes were paralleled, again, by increases in hippocampal brain-derived neurotrophic factor, suggesting a common mechanism for the enhancement of memory. Thinking now more about nutrients specifically, uh, just a couple to mention. Omega-3 fatty acids are one. Uh, when you think about the role of omega-3 fatty acids found in part in fatty fish, um, the long chain omega-3s, polyunsaturated fat containing fish, salmon, mackerel, herring, for instance, um, we know that early exposure to dietary omega-3 fatty acids orchestrates key interactions between metabolic signals and BDNF methylation. Think of it as BDNF activity. Um, in early development, in early neurodevelopment, having enough omega-3s on board seems to create a reservoir of neuroplasticity that can protect the brain to a point against some of the not so great effects of a, a, a Western diet, um, which you might think of as a standard American diet. Also in animal models, a high omega-3 fatty acid containing diet has been shown to elevate BDNF levels, um, those levels being both the protein levels and also uh, genetic expression. Thinking about uh, another nutrient that comes to mind, zinc. So zinc is a micronutrient that's found in pretty high amounts in oysters, red meat, poultry, eggs, legumes, nuts, seeds, and soy, although the absorption is appreciably better in animal-based sources. In one study, a group of 46 overweight or obese subjects were given 30 milligrams zinc or placebo, which is just nothing, right? Kind of you think of it as a sugar pill, daily for 12 weeks, with findings that BDNF levels increased significantly in the supplemented group, the zinc supplemented group. 
It is important to know that at the beginning of the study, even before the supplements were given, there was already a positive correlation between serum BDNF and serum zinc levels, meaning that those with higher blood zinc levels also had higher measured BDNF levels even before the study began. Um, However, it is important to note that High dose supplementation with zinc in animal models has been found to induce zinc deficiency in the hippocampus, um, leading to impaired synaptic zinc release signaling. So with zinc, um, over the long term, I often encourage a food-first approach, uh, really to play it safe, allow the body to do what it, what it needs to do with dietary zinc intake versus a high-dose supplement which might not be found in balance with other compounds in foods. Then to just think more broadly um, about a couple of things, uh, one being just overall dietary quality, especially when it comes to sugar intake. Uh, We do have a good sense now that diets that are high in fat and sugar seem to reduce BDNF expression And this has been correlated with memory deficits. I will say that it's a bit frustrating um, to have studies that summarize their findings um, in terms of, of high fat intake because we do know that there are pretty impressive benefits of certain fatty acids for brain health and memory. So when I think about really how to make this practical, I think in terms of choosing fatty acids that we know um, would be more protective for brain health and memory. I'm always thinking in terms of uh, what's been done with the MIND diet and the SMILES diet, uh, the Mediterranean dietary pattern that seems so protective for cognition, Um, and being very careful with with sugar intake, applying mindfulness skills um, when consuming um, anything sweetens with sugar, and to keep total consumption in check in relation to all of the other valuable phytonutrients, micronutrients, um, and yes, and overall just food functional and otherwise in our diets. The last thing I just want to mention as a bit of a paradigm is something that's very much emerging. Um, It's the whole issue around gut health and microbiome diversity. Um, And there's much more to come here, I'm sure. But I have seen a couple of studies where specific strains of beneficial gut bacteria have been linked to BDNF. Um, For example, in a review of the role of microbiota in depression, um, a study is referenced where supplementation of lactobacillus helveticus, um, NS8 to be specific, restored hippocampal serotonin and norepinephrine levels, while it also caused higher expression of hippocampal brain-derived neurotrophic factor. So in summary, some powerful strategies that you can think about applying to your day-to-day intake. Lots to explore, lots more to come. Um, But just to pull it all together, think in terms of intake of 
food sources that might be really, really protective um, to memory, to brain health, and may help promote BDNF. And also keep an eye on your micronutrient intake, your zinc intake, um, as well as intake of those phytonutrient-rich foods, thinking about getting in plenty of fruits, vegetables, some cacao, wouldn't hurt, um, some tea, uh, perhaps red wine in moderation, um, and to really be careful with added sugar consumption in high doses um, with the goal of really supporting optimal brain structure and function. And of course, don't forget to move. Um, So if you'd like more information or a link to references, you can find most of this information on my blog at sarahfeherard.com. That's Sarah Fehera, F-E-R-R-E-I-R-A-R-D.com. Talk to you next time. Sarah here, owner of Mindfully Nourished Solutions. It's my goal with this podcast to explore strategies for empowered and well-informed food and eating decisions. If this information has been supportive to you, please head over to iTunes to rate this episode and to leave a review about what was most helpful. To learn more about how food is impacting the way you feel on a day-to-day basis, head over to my website at mindfullynourishedsolutions.com for a copy of my free food mood journal. See you next time.